probably all be checking in with someone every now and then. After we, we imploded in the league last year, I wasn't right for yeah. a long time. Keep up to date with the latest WSL action and the biggest interviews. Subscribe to the Koi Gig podcast stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. What's rare is wonderful. Keith Wood is with us in studio. Keith, welcome back. It's kind of cool, actually, to be back in here. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Um, it's almost like we're coming out of a pandemic. It's been over two years, strangely. Yeah. 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 Uh, in the meantime, lots has happened. Um, you were right. You got in a lot of trouble. You caused a lot of news. Was it last October, November time, whenever the Van Grand news broke, and you were like, "I mean, well, okay, that's fine, okay." But off you go. That, that was the time to, to off you go. And the results are that the team at the moment is playing like they're rudderless, like they don't have someone making big decisions, that they don't have long-term thinking in what's going on, and their identity of the team is difficult to discern at the moment. Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, being right, is, there's no joy in any of that now, I have to say. But, um, uh, look, it's, it's been interesting when I've watched, uh, actually, if we go back just to the game last weekend first, because we kind of get this wrong often, I think, because we can get caught into a monster conversation, which we will at the end of it. But my overwhelming sense, there's a bit of sadness, because I, I thought we, were, we didn't have a huge amount of structure or shape from a monster perspective. But there also was a joy of watching a load of players that uh, were enjoying themselves, which unfortunately for me happened to be in blue. Um, And I thought Leinster were fantastic. They played incredibly well. Um, They they still will play better, which um, people who think was the best they'd played all season. I'm not entirely certain about that. But I felt that they, when they needed to, and for me, the, the... uh, the best part of the game actually was when Dialende scored, and you said, "Okay, there's, there's, a, there's, there's maybe a, a hint of a possibility." And Leinster ramped up the game for about seven or eight minutes, and that seven or eight minutes was just fant- it was superlative stuff. But it was at the pace and the speed and the accuracy um, that just uh, you said, "Okay, that's the end of that that little um, fall stream that you had there that that would change." So, look, I did think Leinster, and I actually when I look at Leinster, um, uh, I would tip them for both the competitions that they're in because I think they have that capacity to do it. Um, uh, I think they have a seamless nature to to the play. Um, the, the games they've lost is when they've made huge numbers of changes um, and then they've been put under pressure. Maybe you've taken a couple of things for granted, but when they make three or four changes and the core of the team, and it doesn't matter which core of the team it is, uh, they tend to play incredibly well. So when you looked at that team and you looked at who was sitting on the bench afterwards and you said, what's going to happen in the second half? didn't look like anything else other than Leinster were going to take go away from Munster in the second half. So I think I do think you have to put that in, not as a caveat, but as a, a statement of fact that they're in a very good shape. Um, so if we go to Munster then, unfortunately the, uh, the comparisons just make for a very uncomfortable view. And Munster are forever, I think, held up in that mirror compared to Leinster and Leinster who are in their pump. So... And things are not great in Munster, so things don't look great then when you do the, the straight comparison. And the amount of losses that Munster have had to Leinster, the amount of wins Leinster have had over Munster, whichever way you want to put it, um, means that it's incredibly uncomfortable viewing. It felt like 
18 months, two years ago, the gap was closing and you would have, for a home game, you would have been able to talk yourself into making the case for why Munster could win the match. It doesn't feel like we can do that at the moment. Well, when I, when I look at it um, at the moment, and I will, I'm, I'm going to just say that um, Munster's um, imports, you know, the big name imports have... So Dialenda has played well, and he's played well in some of the big matches. Um, uh, Orgis Nyman been injured the whole time. Um, Jenkins, even though I didn't agree with the Jenkins signing, has been injured the whole time. So there's, you're looking for big name players and big players to have an impact, and you're trying to bring young guys through. And I think that has started to happen since the start of the pandemic. That some of the younger players are getting a chance, partly because there's almost an embargo on bringing in more players and you have to give young guys a chance but um, I, for me it's uh, like was there any growth in the match the other day I looked at the, the game the other day I thought Munster started pretty brightly um, especially in the opposition half uh, they looked to to use the ball an awful lot more I wouldn't have said I could fully understand their structure um, it seemed still a bit haphazard um, but um, but they were trying it. But it's not from there. It's from the 22 to the opposition 10-metre line. Munster kicked the ball away. And when the ball is kicked back, Munster full-back catches the ball, runs forward 10 yards and kicks the ball away. There's no, um, there's no, there's nothing else happens. It's a very, very South African manner of playing. But it's a South African manner of playing when you have a huge bunch of forwards and you have a hard kick chase and you absolutely cream someone on the halfway line. And some of the discipline around that place uh, has meant that they've given away an awful lot of penalties. And that's actually, that was pretty much the game the other day. You know, and that's very frustrating. I had a conversation, I'd, um, uh, Rafael Ibanez was over. We'd, we were doing a thing last night. Um, and we had uh, we just over interesting conversations of, of the transformation of what... Um, um, of what France went through over the last number of years, and it was really interesting. I, it, like it's not quite what you would have thought in certain cases, but just on that example of kicking the ball, kicking the ball to a full back, and so you're talking another hooker, same as myself, another <laughs> has been hooker, same as myself, and um, he, he been he's general manager of the, of the French team, and he he said, yeah, but you kick the ball to the winger, and then somebody has to link with the winger. That's the first thing that that was thought. You have to always pass it to somebody and then support them. Because if you are concentrating on catching the ball in the air, you're, you don't have an appreciation of what else is happening in front of you. You can't because you have to have your eye on the ball. So um, you have to have wingers coming back in around taking the ball and then you can see it. Then you have people who are looking elsewhere. And um, But that doesn't seem to be within it. Now, that's only one thing, but... Um, it's funny, I was looking at his idea of trusting youth and that idea himself and Fabien Galtier and Laporte's conversation with them of how do you go about um, doing it. And he said there's a huge risk with the idea that you may lose a load of matches and you may damage some young guys who who are only then used to losing. But they said, well, we have a fairly extraordinary group and we don't concentrate on what they're not good at. We don't even talk about what they're not good at. We talk about what they're great at. And let's see if we can start building that in. But 
everything was to do with preparation, 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 preparation about, about going to do it. He went down and actually he wanted to have a different a look at different culture and he spent four months down in New Zealand right. as a coach of an, a junior team just to see what the whole thing was like to try and understand could they start to do things differently. They put a long-term plan in place with a long-term goal. It all connected to the fact that they're hosting a, a World Cup. And again, yeah. there was a, a, a crop of youngsters who were coming through, which, you know, you can't say Laporte and Galtier and even as had, had a connection in creating, but they're, they, managing those is actually very difficult sometimes. You'd have to say that the Munster Academy is going in the right direction. After a yes. long period of time, the, the, the kids who we saw, we, we talked about this during the week in the Heineken Cup, played br- brilliantly. And yeah. yet... Chris Clute got the start at the weekend and it, it, we've talked about him all weekend and it seems unfair that we're signalling him out but it just for me is a signifier that this coaching ticket and Clute is joining them next year this, this coaching ticket is not the right thing at the moment for, for Munster like Peter Mahoney is saying it's not ideal when a, when a player like Peter Mahoney is saying it's not an ideal situation you know that it's, it's difficult for him to say that because he's so loyal and like I feel like they've wasted the last four or five years of his career chasing this South African dream which has not led to a a new Munster identity a modern Munster identity yeah so I don't know I don't think that they've wasted it I think that's for me that wouldn't be a phrase I'd use Um, what I would say is um, that under Razi Erasmus they they really steadied the ship and they got themselves into a good a good place. Um, I remember having conversations with Johan at the start and he had a very good plan um, for it and he, he he of what he looked what the, he would expect the team to look like and how it would go. And uh, for me, um, there's a couple of issues with with, with it is that. I, th- I think if you're if you're talking about Munster properly, you need you need Munster to be the vast majority to have come through Munster. So, um, I I think some of this may be of um, that Van Graan isn't that type of coach, and he wants to play in a particular type of way. Now, I've never a huge fan of any coach that says this is the style and this is the way you have to play, because I think you need to use the players that you have at your disposal and get the most out of them. Um, but I would look at um, like a lot of professional like professional rugby everywhere is whatever it is now 27 or 8 years in is still trying to find its feet still trying to understand what it is and where it is um um monster success and everybody hates when you hear about the monster success back in in the 2000s but that was actually built on uh, on a very good link of local uh, senior rugby teams in Cork and Limerick. That's what it was built on. A lot of players that had come through the amateur and had passed on their culture to the players that were in there. It was a lot of that stemmed from that and then stemmed from some of the players that came in from overseas. John Langford, who I mention all the time as having one of the biggest influences on what culture was in that team. He was extraordinary. Um, he was world-class in attitude. He wasn't a world-class player. He was a fantastic line-out operator, but his attitude was, was incredible. He had a huge impact on other people. Um, but like it almost looks like a time, and I've said this for a number of years, actually, but that you need to almost have a summit for all the stakeholders in Munster, which is the schools and the clubs and the senior clubs and the professional game, to try and figure out, is there a Munster solution for this Munster problem? Because it can't just be that um, everything is stacked in Leinster's 
favour. And it can't just be that it's uh, kind of almost biased uh, in favour of, of Leinster. Leinster is a bigger population. It has a lot of private schools um, which have a lot of private coaching. So players get really, really well coached. And, and I've watched a lot of schools rugby over the last number of years. And up until about 15 or 16, they're incredibly similar, Munster and, and Leinster. In that next step afterwards, there's a very significant jump. And, but that's the nature of it. So we don't have that, that full structure in Munster, but it's trying to get all the stakeholders together. So if we were only talking about there being a bit of a problem with Munster at, at the head coach level, or, um, but, I, but there's arguments going on for referees and a whole variety of different things that have been going on for, for the last while. So like, it needs to, to say, can you, can you actually, I'm not saying break the whole thing up, but can you have a little look and say, can we work together in a straight line for this? So um, there's difficulty for players moving from club to club or moving from school to school. I mean, it's as, as if let's try and make this quite awkward. So uh, I would say in terms of preparation, which was the point that I had with Rafael Ibanez, the preparation was like, what can we do now? Like there's a huge rush now, colossal rush. We need a new coach. Let's get a new coach. Let's get him in as quickly as we possibly can. I don't know what that clamour is for, because actually what we need to do is have a coaching ticket that has a coaching mindset to improve all the young kids that are coming through the system. And that's, so I would take my, I would actually take my foot off the pedal for that. And it could well be, and I think Graham Rountree has to be part of that, and he could well become that guy. But... Um, because of the manner in which Van Graan had, had agreed to a contract and then, revo- or then uh, took uh, an, a new opportunity to get out of it, it took a six-month clause, which I still think is a ludicrous clause to have in your contract. Um, but, but because of that, we're floundering for a, a new coach, and it's a dreadful time to get a new coach. So I would say just slow it down, because this has to be... The absolutely right appointment, whatever that is. And no, like, like we're all, like I'm used to play, but I haven't played for a long time. I couldn't tell you whether these coaches are good coaches or, or not, you know. So, but the next coach for, for Munster and the next coaching ticket for Munster has to be something that maximizes the quality of some of the young kids coming through and then um, uh, really supports that. I mean, I, t- I talked to Ian Costello. So Ian Costello has has taken over the academy. Um, he's got a decent plan in place for the pathway. That's what needs to be invested in. I mean, that's the future. So we can talk about all the issues of the past and we can talk about all of those things. But actually, if you're looking at, at Munster Rugby, you want, to, you want to tidy it up with a structure. It doesn't mean you win, actually. But, no, it but, means, he, he, but I think it's something he, you can stand for and something you can stand behind. Th- like, that's really interesting that the pathway that's happening at the moment, it is very different to the one that produced the team of the 2000s. And like, I hate to go back to that Wasps game because it's only one game, but like, if you look at the, the makeup of the squad that day, I think Daniel Okeke was the only Limerick-based player or Limerick, the player who came through the Limerick system. And that's been used as a stick to beat Munster with that, you know, Hurling has won the battle in Limerick. Whereas you look at someone like Patrick Campbell who played that day, who was an underage GEA star with Cork. Yeah. Munster, Munster have arguably won the battle in terms of winning somebody like him away from GEA. So, so good things are happening happening as well as the, the geographical shift that, that appears to be happening as well? Uh, well, I would, I would think so. And I have to say, since um, Ian Costello has come back from Wasps, um, and now there's been a kind of view that Ian Costello maybe should be in the coaching ticket, I, I, would, res- I'd, I would say resist that with everything you have because he has the opportunity to build 
um, the the next generation, maybe the next two generations of players coming through, and I think that that is the most important piece, and it has been for a while, um, and uh, and the it's the support that he needs, I suppose, in terms of financial to make certain that um, they can build that out properly, because. Leinster have done elements of that, but Leinster also have an incredible funnel of players coming through that are almost professional from schools. Um, and, I'm, and I'm not complaining about that. I think that's a fine, it's a fine system. Well, you could Leinster. ape it a little bit. Instead of spending money on uh, big-name imports, if you were to invest that money in the coaching at that level, the 16-year-olds for the schools, except paid for by the Munster branch, that might be a way to, to short-circuit that. I just want to go back to one thing that... in. Uh, we brought it up on, on Monday and uh, Kean brought it up yesterday in the show. Munster wanted Van Grant to stay. He rejected yeah. them. So Munster wanted what they've got at the moment. They wanted more of this. The Munster hierarchy decided that they, they saw what Van Grant was doing and they were like, yeah, that's exactly what we want. That's a problem. Well, I think that is. I actually do think that is a problem. And I'm, but equally well, when and for, for me, and it's not... I know Johan, so this sounds... Pers- it's not personal. And I, I don't... Of course, it's personal because he's going to say you're, you're criticising, but it's not. It's that's the way he coaches. So I think we know that. So then it becomes that you have to say, well, why is that decision being made further up? Um, I, I looked at a, a comment that um, uh, Victor Matfield said that Johan had complained to him. I don't know. It's kind of hearsay after hearsay, kind yeah. of in a way. But that Johan had said that all the best players go to Leinster. Uh, no, and. It's it's very hard to try and do this without being almost xenophobic, but the idea of having most of the players coming from Munster, I think, means you have a closer link to all the Munster fans. And I think Munster fans will be far more forgiving for um, young guys com- coming through the system and not being perfect at start, you know. And, and I think that there's an element of that that needs to kind of happen. And that it can't just be the fact that we can take players that that aren't... Um, that are rejects from Leinster or that people who want to get another chance. I think it's, I have no issue with those players playing. Um, but I think our core should be driving it from Munster. And if, you, if I go back to that reflection again back in the 2000s, that Munster team had world-class players, but a chunk of them were Irish and a chunk of them were Munster. Um, that's... I think that's actually where it sits. Now, it takes a period of time to go and do that. And... and uh, are people willing, as supporters, willing to to take the view that actually this may take another year or two years to try and get a chunk of these guys through and we could go through some really, really tough times but we can see a discernible um, monster way or culture or whatever it is that, that, that suits. So I would, so for me, my, the thing for me is uh, with Johan is that I don't like the style of rugby. And it wins a lot of matches, but I don't know that it necessarily wins the big matches. So, so for me, that part of the issue, and whether the players are good enough or not for that. But um, so I would have said, if we were being honest, that last weekend, even though it was disheartening, showed that there was a, there was more willingness to try more. But I still feel we drift back into one out runners ten yards from the line, which works sometimes, but we do it too often, and we kick the ball away and I, every time we kicked the ball away to Leinster last week they looked dangerous it, it, Sorry is this a is this the crisis point then or like because it, it feels like 
you've said the next the next coach is going to be hugely important and I, I get the point about the structures and, and they should definitely have that summit that you're talking about and, and engage as many of the stakeholders as they possibly can and say here's our plan for the future but that's the hierarchy's job to do it the, the next coach's job would be to make the team as successful on the field as they can within the parameters of that plan um, you're saying cool the Jets a bit on, on the coaching decision to the point where you can get more available coaches at the end of the year is that what you're thinking uh, I, do you know what I, I don't know but coaches often crop up at different times right so if there's none at the moment um, I, there's, I'm not saying we shouldn't we don't have to go on an interim solution or anything like that and people say oh, that's not right well if you just need to make like it's David Nusifora and and the Monster Board have to get their head around who is the person that they can get but it isn't, let's give the job to someone who can do it. They have to really define what the job is. And the job is not, you will not have a checkbook to buy players from overseas all the time. And I always think Munster should have a couple, actually. And I've always said it, I'd like them to be retired from international rugby so you can get the best out of them when the Irish guys are away at camp or whatever it is, or in, on those weeks that are a bit different you can have that influence around I think that's something that you're looking to try and do but um, but I think the coach has to know that there are limitations within the Irish system there there are structures that are used which Leinster manage incredibly well Um, they have the depth to do so and I said it was seamless earlier on it isn't that seamless with um, with uh, with Munster but I also think that there's a lot of players have been brought in to play for Munster that haven't been developed through the academy system. So, like, it's, it isn't a perfect storm, and it isn't, I, for me, it, it, it isn't a crisis yet, but it isn't a crisis because we're expecting some decent decisions to be made. And, and it's very hard to... By the people who decided they wanted Van Graan. Yeah, well, yeah. That's the... That's the, the no, the, but, I, but again, I, it's, I, I would have said that Van Graan at the start was a good follow-on from, from Razzie Erasmus. And um, and you can't we can't go with twenty twenty um, uh, rear view vision. You know it's no, but they gave him a new contract. No, and I know. And for and so for me, I would have said I don't know if you remember what we said is uh, and and the conversation we had in October. It's time to to it's time to trust the, the youth a little bit more. It's try maybe to try and play a little bit more. I mean, I'd love to see all those young guys you talked about. Um, the Wasps game, I'd like to see all those guys been given a run. I mean, if I if I looked at the team I wanted to play at the weekend, I actually I did it this morning in the car, um, um, which of course I can't open my phone, but there you go. Um, but it was different because, um, like, I don't want to throw everybody out. That's not, that's not it either. But, I, like, I looked at um, having, like which sounds like uh, heresy in, in some respects, but I'd put Carberry at 15 because I want what it can be, something that changes the way Monster play. Carberry, Daly, Earl's at 13, even though he's, you know, he'll fit in there and he'll do a job for you, but I think you need a bit of an extra spark. Dialende, 12, um, either um, uh, Haley or, or Zebo on, on one wing. I'd have Healy at out half, Casey at scrum half. Um, I'd have Kendallin at eight. And I, I thought he, I actually think he is a joy to watch. Um, and I'd have Amani and I don't know who on the, on the, in the back row, Klein, Witcherly, Witcherly again in the front row, Archer, Scannell. Um, 
you know, I, that, why not? Well, it's a good mix. Well, it's a good mix, but it's and also... you've got a really strong bench. You have a strong bench then, and you have, like, you have a lot of guys that are in there that can do some decent stuff from the bench. And, but it's to... So there are players that are there. Some of those players have played well this year. And um, so, I've, you, look, for me, I, I think it's why I, I, I was so uh, vociferous uh, before Christmas, was after the, 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 the game um, in Wasps, where youth was given its chance and delivered. No, there was a lot that doesn't hold up that you have to pick them all the way. No. In, but, and it doesn't. But at some stage, you do have to make... Well, what do we have? We don't know what we have because we never, we never try. No, so, but, so for me, I still go with the idea, what's best? What's, what's best now? And I think best is to take our time and maybe see if... if um, give you a chance a little would be what I would be saying. Is, is the RFU making the appointment the right thing for Munster? Should there be more of a Munster influence on a Munster decision, ultimately? Uh, I th- again, when I talk about a summit, it's to try and say, uh, right, can we have, not transparency, but can we have a conversation where you can, you can, uh, we can understand where a, a lot of the different needs are within, within the game in Munster, within the structure in Munster, within how it's done and how it's dealt with. Um, so the IRFU, it's fine. Like when uh, we definitely discussed this when we did the State of the Union a while back. Then, when the IRFU, when the, when COVID happened, the IRFU were not found wanting, you know. And I'm watching a lot of clubs in the UK who hemorrhaged money, who were suffering quite heavily. And the, there's a salary cap that's put in now, which is having a drastic change in in how English rugby is going. There's players leaving, Fafta Clark is leaving, say, as of this morning. There's, there's players kind of moving all over the place because they have to hit hit their salary cap. Um, uh, there was The IRFU put a support structure in to make certain that clubs would survive. And so for that, I, I don't think you give money unconditionally. I think, I think you know, I think it's fair and right that they have a proper input within it because it's funded mostly, and like like rugby survives on international monies. There's other monies that are brought into it, but rugby survives. Like all the clubs in the UK lose money. You know they're. The, the, the counter argument is, of course, that the the teams providing the international players, of course, of course, it is. Uh, they're the ones, and so therefore, you know, no, you would expect is, that they pay back. Because it is, that's, and they d- no, that's I d- their funnel. I'm saying they should pay, be paying back, but I'm saying they should have a say. Yeah, it's so, a symbiotic thing. Yeah, absolutely, and so there has to be that those levels of conversation. Well, on that point, right? Is there anybody in the Irish system at the moment who could take the Munster job and would, who you would say would go? and be an improvement on what we're seeing at the moment. People are texting in Andy Friend, and like, you know, it would be terrible for Connacht to, to lose Andy Friend, I think, because he's done a, an excellent job there. And the difference between that team when he has his internationals and when he doesn't, it's like he gets punished in a way for being really good at his job, where his all his best players get taken out of the team, they get hockey, the best players come back and they start winning again. It's like, yeah. it's almost as if the, you know, it, it, literally he's getting punished for doing an excellent job. But somebody like him, or could they in any way entice Lancaster and say... We think you're one of the most important coaches in our system, and we have a succession plan that we need to put in place. You let's like is is that even? I think that's a, I think that's incredibly uncomfortable for everybody, and I do think that Lancaster. Like, actually, if I if I look at Leinster's system, forget about all the schools and all that. Um, um, they had uh, their outgoing CEO has been involved for a long time and has 
um, I think has played the good corporate game that was required required to be able to do all that and has done a very good job. I think in Guy Easterby, you've um, again a very strong uh, rugby um, capability and has been in and around for a lot. They they mop up as many backroom guys as they can. Um, Lancaster has been an incredibly astute selection as a coach. He doesn't want to be front and centre. He got burned in England, you know, in the manner of being the top guy. And it just didn't, whether it didn't suit him or didn't wear with him, uh, he looks and seems incredibly happy with what he's doing. But then Cantaponi comes up, you know, so there's, an, a, like there's, there's a huge amount of serious coaches. I, I think Leo Collin doesn't ever get the credit that he deserves as an incredibly calm and steadying force as captain and then to... to um, whatever his title is. No, it's a truly great Irish rugby career that, that yeah, no, Leo Cullen's put together. It's, it's, but, and it's an ideal route for, for, for that and it fits the bill for it. So, but I would be, actually, to the point you asked, are there people there that could help within it? Um, the requirement is, if we put the rivalry aside and we start thinking Ireland and Ireland only, um, it does require stronger teams just than Leinster that's, you need that you need that uh, you need so what are you saying about Lancaster if you, if you owned say, say, say you were the owner of Munster and there was a, a coach there with one of your main who isn't the who isn't, hasn't got the main gig would you be like I'm just going to offer him the main gig and see what happens yeah so that's an interesting one I, I think he's been but I again so what I would always say so I'm, I'm not, not answering it right what, what I would always say is <laughs> Yes, you are. Come on. No, no, I will get to it. Okay. But the, is, the, when you bring people in, it's make certain all those support structures are around you. So Stuart Lancaster went in with, with a, a, effectively a human shield um, in Leo Cullen in front of him. And he's been allowed to go and do what he does really well, which is coach young guys. Would he be good for Munster? You're dead right he would. Of course he would. Um, I think to cause an unbelievable stink. Yeah, but that's, but I that's, do think we, that's I, what they should be trying to do, isn't it? Like, you know, it's yeah, but I, like, I've even looked within the idea that we have lots of coaches that are in the international setup. Like, we need to make certain these things are, that, that these teams survive. There's no benefit to Leinster, as an example, if Munster go down the tubes. You know, there just isn't because that, they need that's the, rivalry, the, they that's need the, the numbers stuff that, and, yeah. that, builds it, that builds it up. So, like, whether you, you put additional pressure on the national coaches to come and help in an interim period of time until we get whatever it is the right thing. But of course, Stuart, Stuart Lancaster is he's a coach of coaches as well. And he is... Yeah. Um, and he is... But I don't know if they're thinking like that. That's, what, that's my, my concern is that, like, I don't, I don't... The transparency issue is real. We don't know what's going on. It's been four months since... Van Gran announced and the only person who's really publicly said is that Roundtree that he's interested in he said it in the Red 78 podcast and fair play to him I, I don't think he should be in any way tarnished by what's happening at the moment we've seen Andy Farrell transform Ireland's playing style despite the fact he was in under Joe Smith you know it's very possible that he could be yeah. uh, somebody who puts the, the coaching ticket I around I think him. he's very well liked and I think um, uh, I think he can be part of the solution whether he's the main solution or not if he was he would need three or four Coaches that are incredibly good at building skill sets. Yeah, so you can break the bank, get Mike Prendergast back, get a, get a few others, get some kind of dream team going, where you know 
Oh, yeah. All right. But with all the best will in the world, we're watching it from afar, but we're not stuck in the midst of it. So we don't we don't know. No. We're allowed to dream, aren't we? Yeah, well, I mean, Munster should be dreaming. It's one of the best jobs. That's the last point. Just to finish this up, it is still a brilliant job. It is one of the most important Irish sports (laughs) institutions. And so much of Irish rugby is invested in Munster being good. That's why that's why we should all care about this. Well, if we were to go and, and uh, go out to the airwaves for prospective um, um, appliers for this job and say, if you turn Munster around into a winning team, I think your your coaching ticket is set for the future. You know, and all the coaches that have gone through the Munster system have bought into a lot of the good things of it, have made changes or haven't made changes, but they've moved on to, to very good jobs afterwards. So it's... Even the ones who haven't done such an amazing job have got... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, Munster don't want to be a stepping stone to no. anything. And I think it's no. very important that Munster get to build, I think, to build on the on the youth system on what, what Costello is, is trying to enact um, and try and build it properly for the future. And... and so that's it. Goes back to us dreaming, you know. But it, like I go and look at this weekend and still dream that Munster have an ability of turning over um, Exeter um, because they have that ability. Yeah, you know. And so I, I, that's that's an intangible, but you know, I'll still grasp for it if I can. Well, that's sport. That is yeah. sport. Keith, good stuff. Thanks a million for that. Cheers, Great to have thanks. you back with us. Uh, Adjar, come off it. You're almost saying we have two good coaches here. Friend in Lancaster, steal one. That'll fix Munster. Munster had Felix Jones and Jerry Flannery in-house. They both wanted more input, says O'Toole on our YouTube comments. Uh, Pat Lamb or Andy Friend type for Munster, says G10. No chance of getting Pat Lamb back now because he's got one of the best jobs in, in rugby with the billionaire owner who's investing in the team. Um, look, I, I don't think it'd be terrible for Leinster if they were to lose Lancaster, but maybe the best thing to, is to keep him in the Irish system. There's an opportunity here for him to be a head coach and then all of a sudden you've got succession plans and depth when it comes to the Ireland job if England decides that they want our coach. What about, but we, we, you were pretty big on the whole Joey Carberry going to Munster ruins the whole Munster-Leinster rivalry thing. Would that not dilute the rivalry even further? A coach going from one province to the other? I think a coach and a player are totally different, right? He knows the inside secrets of Leinster. He's made them been a huge part of yeah. making them what they were over the last couple of years yeah. taking that and just copying and pasting it to a rival like Pep, like Pep going to Liverpool well this is the type of thing that would happen in football all the time where you would take a, a managerial rival and uh, or somebody in a coaching ticket like Arsenal taking Arteta this is different though isn't it I think it feels like Lancaster has a far bigger role at Leinster than Arteta had at like I mean is, is this actually a promotion like you say it's a head coach role but like is 